Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Focused on Forward. Today, we're going to talk with Christy Stewart. Uh, Christy is going to talk about herself and her her son, Hunter, and the situations in life that they have dealt with and, and really how they've been able to focus on moving forward, uh, even though the, the situations they deal with uh, to some may seem daunting. Uh, but so we're, she's got a very encouraging story to tell. So we're, we're very happy to have you here today, Christy. Thank you for being a guest. And we Thank look you. forward to uh, your story. So whenever you're ready. All right. Thank you very much. Um, yes. So Hunter is 12 years old. He was um, born with hydrocephaly, which is water on the brain. And because of that, that caused what is called Dandy Walker. So it's where his two hemispheres, um, the corpus callosum between the two is not fully developed. So they found it when I was pregnant with him. And when he was a day old, they went in and they did brain surgery to release the fluid off his brain and put in a shunt that controls how the fluid runs um, from his brain into his abdomen. And so uh, for a long time, we were getting that checked about uh, weekly and then monthly. Um, and then it kind of went to every six months to now we are up to the point where he gets an MRI every three years to um, check the shunt, check his fluid and everything, unless we find something um, is going wrong. So we've been, in that way, we've been pretty fortunate because he um, has never um, had to have a shunt revision or go in for another brain surgery. And so that we are very thankful for. Um, and he's been doing good that way. But with that, he um, does not walk independently. Uh, we, he has learned to walk with a walker or um, with assistance, um, but it's very short distances. It's not long um, drawn out distances. He, so for long distances, we use his wheelchair. Um, he does not speak uh, independently we have finally found after many years of um, trying to find a way for him to communicate, we have found this awesome app um, that's a communication app on an iPad that works very well and he has gotten very good at it. And now that he has gotten used to it, he wants to use his own words. And so he, and I'd say probably the last six months, he has been really trying to talk himself and he can say certain phrases and certain words and it's just been an awesome thing to to see happen after so many years of trying to find the right way for him to get his voice out 
Um, and that's been so encouraging. I can imagine. Um, so, because when we met you uh, yes. at Mary Freebed, he was largely, not, uh, I guess to say, non communicative. Um, right. You know, but uh, I mean, he could get his point across, you know, with, with noises and, and things and kind of point to what he wants, you, you, you know. Uh, but I don't, re- I don't recall him at that time uh, using many or if any words. Yes. So it was shortly after we left Mary Freebed, um, I would say probably in the fall um, when we got back to school um, and he was using his communication device um, more and more, he just, he stopped wanting to use it and he wanted to, to try to say words. And um, so, I mean, he, at school, when they say the Pledge of Allegiance, he now says it. It's not clear, um, you know, it's not a clear thing, but you can make out the words that he is saying and he's getting all the syllables in when he is talking, which is huge. That's impressive um, actually. Very much. So, um, you know, and he has at school, he has a one-on-one aide and he's had the same one-on-one aide since he was in kindergarten and she has been awesome. She works so hard with him and she has all of these goals and dreams that she works very hard for him to achieve along with all of his um, IEP goals that he has for school um, and getting his education in and the academics and all of his therapies and um, it's just been wonderful to see and see the growth in him. Um, so with that, let's see, I mean, our, so our everyday life, I mean, he is pretty much completely dependent on my husband and I, um, you know, he can gesture to things that he wants or needs, um, you know, or if he's in his wheelchair, he'll wheel up to him and get him and do stuff. But for the most part, I mean, it's us getting him out of bed every day, getting him, uh, cleaned and dressed every day uh, and everything like that, Um, you know, moving him from vehicle to vehicle, helping him get into his wheelchair. He can't independently get himself from his bed to his wheelchair. He needs help doing that um, from his wheelchair to his walker. As long as you're there kind of helping and guiding him, he can do it. But um, it's just, you know, stuff like that when we're eating, um, certain foods he can eat independently on himself with himself other foods he needs help to eat but he's able to eat anything and everything which is good um but i mean this is our this is our life and i know no different sure yeah you've you've become accustomed to it it's your normal yes it's my it's my normal um you know so so i i you talked about this being your everyday but let's let's talk about your everyday so you, okay. so you get them up in the morning and just kind of run us through a, a, what's a typical day in, in the Stewart household with, with Hunter. So we get up in the morning. Um, I help him get into the bathroom. We get, you know, cleaned up for the day. He helps me dress himself. Um, you know, he can help me put on his shirt and pull up his shorts and stuff. But, um, you know, it's pretty much me doing it. Um, you know, we eat breakfast depending on what you know, we get, I make for breakfast. Um, It's either me helping him eat it um, or some of the times he can eat it, you know, pick it up and eat it himself. He can use silverware 
forks are easier to use than spoons. So I usually always try to make stuff that he can use a fork with um, okay. on his own. So it's, so I'm not there as much having to do it. Um, we do therapy every day, whether it's him going to therapy, outpatient therapy, or him and I doing stuff at home uh, where we do lots of stretching um, and standing and walking, um, working on being on all fours, um, trying to work on crawling, uh, just stuff like that. We um, do, he likes to draw in color. And so I'll get out stuff for him to draw in color because that's something that he can do independently on his own. Excellent. Whether he's sitting, he's sitting at the table or we sit, um, or I sit him on the floor so he can stretch a little bit more as he's doing it. Um, you know, same thing for lunch and for dinner. I always, you know, I try to make things that are easier for him to, to eat on his own. Um, we like to go for bike rides. He has his own bike, um, which I'm sure you remember him riding around. I do. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, so we'll go on his bike. Um, my daughter will ride her bike and I'll help him, um, with his, we go on, um, or we'll go on family bike rides and he has a, um, a special seat that's hooked up to my husband's bike. And so then we can go for longer bike rides. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Yep. Uh, we, uh, you know, and then we just, we'll hang out at night and just, um, do fun family things. He likes anything that is, uh, fast and always moving. He loves. So um, like our ATV side-by-side, -side, he'll love to, he loves going riding on that. He loves going boating. Um, we go boating all the time and he loves to be in there. So we just try to do things that we would do on a normal basis, whether we had a handicapped child or not, and he comes along with us. Excellent. So, okay. So for you, Personally, as, as a mom, so you, you said you knew that this was an issue while you were pregnant with him, correct? Correct. Yep. So how did you focus on moving forward during that time? Well, after the initial blow of knowing that I was not going to give birth to a normal, quote unquote, um, healthy baby and moving past that, um, I, I mean... I've always said, and I've always had the mindset that, um, I, God will only give you what you can handle. So obviously, um, there's days that I feel like I can't handle as much, but I just always look at, um, just taking it day by day and moving forward, um, and just treating every day as, as a gift and, I don't know. That's always kind of been my mindset that I can, I can handle, I guess, whatever's thrown at me. And if I can't, I just have to stop and throw my hands up in the air and say, wait a minute. And, yeah. But, um, so I don't know. <laughs> it's just always been my, it's what you, you do. Know, it's, it's what I do. Okay. Um, you know, I went to school to be a special ed teacher. I, um, so, I mean, I was doing stuff with kids even before I ever had Hunter 
And so I guess it's just always been oh. my, in my mind and in my forefront to um, put him first and whatever yeah. his needs are and oh. everything. So see, now I knew that you were a teacher, but I didn't know that you had, uh, you were a special education teacher. So, yes. right, so you're able to put some of those things in practice in your home life as well. Uh, yes. Yes. So I'm not a, like, I don't, um, I'm not a special ed teacher. I mean, I still have the degree, um, okay. but I don't teach special ed anymore right now, but okay. having that degree, um, oh, okay. you know, has always helped me to make sure that I know and make sure that Hunter has everything that he needs. And when we go to his school meetings and everything, it just, you know, having that, I know that things are being followed correctly. And I always make sure that he is, you know, ever, like I said, everything is being met that needs to be met for him. Okay. It's, just, it's, help, it's helpful. It's helpful to know ever, you know, to be on both sides of that fence. I'm on sure. the teacher side and the parent side. So yeah, you have an understanding both ways. Yeah, that's excellent. I do. Yep. Okay. So now you have how many other children? I, we have a seven year old daughter. Okay. All right. I knew there was at least one more. So yep. what, what was your, what was your mindset when you, you know, because obviously having a special needs child uh, takes a lot of your time and effort and energy. Yes. So what was your mindset going into the, the, the second pregnancy? Well, was there concern, so worry? There was, um, there's almost, there's about a five year age difference between the two of them. And part of that was because they had told me that my risk of um, stuff happening again was very hot. Um, and so we took a while to decide if we wanted to ever have any more kids because you know, the chances of having another child with some sort of um, disability along the same lines as Hunter was greater. And that kind of freaked us out a little bit. Understandable. You know? And so we did take a while and then we decided that we were going to have another child and whatever happened, happened. And she was born and she was a healthy baby. Um, the only thing actually, she was born what, with what was called uh, macrocephaly. So she actually did have fluid also, but hers was between her brain and her skull that as of the age of two went away on its own. Oh, okay. Um, but everything else, I mean, she was developmentally um, right on where she was supposed to be and everything else. So, I mean, she's grown up to just be perfectly quote unquote normal and healthy and fine and great, but they did have to watch her when she was a baby up until about two, two and a half years old. They had to keep an eye on her and everything as okay. well. But so again, that kind of freaked us out a little bit. Um, and so after she was born, we just, we decided that, you know, we have one boy, one girl, and we were going to be done because we wanted to make sure that Hunter always has, you know, the, the ability to have anything and everything that he may ever need. Sure. I so, think that's, that's a safe reasoning. Yep. I mean, you know, and our daughter is very outgoing. Um, you know, she, she dances, she dances competitively. Um, so, I mean, you know, we don't let her, um, you know, we don't let opportunities stop for her either. 
um, you know, we make awesome. sure that she gets to do stuff as well. Um, even though it, sometimes there's things that we might not be able to do as a whole family because of Hunter. Okay. Um, and the limitations that we have, but, you know, we try very hard to make sure that, you know, she is able to have all the opportunities as well. So. So what would you say is your, your biggest challenge uh, with a special needs child? What's the biggest thing that you face or that Hunter faces even uh, during these, this, with all of this? Um, I would just, I would say probably the, um, the mobility piece of it for me is um, like the hardest struggle. Always trying to make sure to get him in and out of places easily. Um, always having to make sure that I take the extra time that I know it's going to take me a little bit longer to uh, go from place to place with him, um, getting him in and out of our vehicles, in and out of stores and stuff always just takes a little bit longer. Um, that and um, being able to communicate with him um, fully are probably the two biggest challenges that we have because um, he comprehends everything. He knows exactly what's going on everywhere all the time. Um, and But for him to just be able to communicate it out um, is also another big challenge that we have. Okay. So when, when there's, um, now does this require you guys to have specialized vehicles or, or anything along those lines? Um, not yet. We have been pretty fortunate because he is a smaller, um, he's, ta he's growing taller, um, but for the most part, he is still a pretty petite um, child, uh, even at 12. And so we've been pretty lucky that we don't have to have um, any special vehicles or anything done to our vehicles, which actually is kind of funny because I was just talking to my insurance about it today on oh, wow. what are things <laughs> like down the road, what will things look like and, um, you know, what might, what are some of our options that we can have um, available to us? So, because uh, we're starting to get there. Okay. Um, you know, I was just looking at different car seats um, yesterday, uh, special needs car seats. Like, what are my options to get him in and out of the vehicle easier? Sure. Um, and stuff. And so, yes, we are, that is where we are at now in our life with him is we need to start looking at some of those things to make it um, easier on him and on us um, to get him to move around. Okay. So. That's kind of funny because, yeah, that's kind of been my conversations the last couple of days. <laughs> hey, timing is everything. It is, as it is. <laughs> so as far as the communication is concerned, now you said you were using an app and he's trying to move past that. But what is the struggle that, what is the biggest part of that struggle? Other than, you know, obviously communicating fully the expression of ideas and things along those lines. But right. where do you notice that Hunter um, has a struggle with it? Not, not just in the fact that he can't communicate, but does, you know, um, and maybe this isn't your, your experience and, and I don't mean to insinuate that it is, but um, a couple of people that I know who have uh, nonverbal children and they're working towards this, 
there is a struggle and there sometimes leads to, to some anger issues because they can't communicate or get their thoughts out as fully as they may like. Is that something that Hunter struggles with? There are times, yes. There are times that I can tell when he's trying to get something across and he, you can see him getting upset, whether he starts to um, like kind of hit almost um, either myself or somebody else, or he'll get upset to the point where he kind of like cries a little bit or will okay. scream. Um, and, you know, and then you feel horrible as a parent because you, you know that there's something there, but you don't know what it is. And, you know, and sometimes at those points, he gets so upset that he won't even use, you know, even if we try to get the communication device to say like, you know, are you hurt? Are you, you know, something wrong? He's to the point where he doesn't even want to tell us using that. And so then it's a guessing game and that, sure. that gets frustrating. Um, and so the other you... part. Go, no, oh, go ahead. Please. no, no, please go oh. ahead. Um, and the other one is, um, using the bathroom like he he is functional enough to use the bathroom um, but he doesn't always tell me I have to go to the bathroom and he can't get up and go there by himself when he feels you know when he has to go so it's that's another you know you try to stay on a schedule and okay um, you know and always have that device right there by him so he can hit bathroom you know but sometimes he doesn't do that either. And so that's another one that's always been a struggle as well is, you know, to let him be, you know, as functional as possible using the bathroom. Sure. So how do you overcome that? How do you move forward with that? Um, we, you know, sit down, my husband and I, and we talk about, um, you know, what could we do different? What, uh, you know, what can we do to help so that he doesn't get frustrated? And um, sometimes, again, the biggest thing is really just paying attention to Hunter and what is going on in the surroundings. And sometimes, you know, by just seeing what's going on um, around him, we can figure out what is making him upset or what he's wanting. Uh, and so again, it's just really knowing everything that's going on with Hunter and the surrounding area that we are in. And so it's always having to be, um, you know, aware and focused and every day looking at the whole, the whole picture, if you say. Okay. So being alert to what's going on and yep. I mean, certain things, being, you know, uh, triggers perhaps. Yes. So, you know, when we're in a bigger crowd or whatever, we know that those noises bother him and get him, you know, going. And so always making sure that we have, um, you know, like earmuffs, he like just kind of muffled the sounds of things. And so always okay. making sure that we have, have those on us um, so that it helps, you know, relax him a little bit more. Um, and just, you know, and we have a very good family and friends network that um, also know Hunter very well and know, um, you know, things that will, might bother him or will set him off or, um, 
and ways to help him. And, you know, and that's awesome to be able to have such a good group of people. That's great. um, Yes. That always look out for his best interests. Oh, that's great. So, so your, yeah. So your support group is very in tune with, with your child and what's going on with him and very much so. Yes. That's excellent. Yes. Okay. So if there was one thing that you guys could say that um, you wish that people knew or understood about either Hunter or your situation, what would you say that that, that, that thing or, or group of things is? Um, that, you know, Hunter is a very loving, affectionate um, little boy, and he loves to give um, affection. He loves to hug. He loves to say hi. Um, he's a very outgoing, a very outgoing kid. And, um, I guess sometimes when we're out in public, he just wants to say hi to everybody and he loves to smile at everybody. Um, and to just always be, um, you know, for people to acknowledge that, but some people do. I mean, there are some people that, you know, they hear him and they're like, hi, buddy, how are you? And other people will just turn and look and just keep walking. And he just kind of will look at me like, hey, and I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy, you know, but uh, just knowing that, you know, they like, especially Hunter, but, you know, the kids like to be acknowledged. Um, and sure. so when he's saying hi, or he's waving at oh. you, um, you know, talk to him. He will answer, you know, if you ask him how he's doing, he'll tell you good. Um, or he'll, you know, give you a back rub or um, he'll just want to hug. And um, he loves it. He loves it when people acknowledge when he tries to talk to you. Oh, that's okay. That's cool. I miss yeah. fist bumps. Yes. Oh, yes. He loves his fist bumps and his high fives <laughs> and, and everything. And that's the thing is he, he's such a social, social kid. And you can tell that when somebody doesn't acknowledge when he says um, hi or is trying to get their attention that it, it hurts him. And so, and then that turns and hurts me because it's like, oh, you know, that's oh, a part of you. It's trying, right. And he's trying so hard to, you know, sure, be out there and everything. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, that's actually one of my better memories of him is that, um, he was so outgoing and, uh, you know, and I knew he was there for some rehab, of course. That's what Mary Freebed yep. is. But, uh, you know, every time down the hallway, um, you know, I barely turned the corner. He would start yelling. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I had to come give him his fist bump. And once, once he would do that, he was, you know, big smiles and, and oh, he yeah. was happy. And so, yeah, no, he's a, he's a cool little guy. So, yeah. um, all right. So, yeah. So just, you know, basically acknowledge him. Yes. Just acknowledge, acknowledge him. He wants, he just wants you to say hi back. Um, he, and he loves it. He loves it if somebody says hi back or goes to give him a fist bump or a high five. Um, I mean, that makes his day so much. Yeah, so it's a basic human emotion. Just it is. Acknowledge yep. me, treat me as, as, as human, and let's move forward. Yep, and that's exactly what, what he loves. So okay. That and anything, like I said, anything that is fast, is speed, is you know, he is a full-fledged, active, 
kid. Little um, speed demon, huh? Oh, he is. He loves, he's gone water skiing. He goes water skiing with Mary Freebed. He absolutely oh, loves it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, we go downhill snow skiing every year, um, whether it's in Grand Rapids or out in Colorado. And he, okay. it's, he loves it. Anything that he can do that is going fast, is, you know, has thrill with it, he's all about it. I think one of the, the, the happiest things for me in, in hearing you talk now, but, you know, having, since having met you at, at Mary Freebed and, and, and you know, on, you know, being friends on social media, one of the things I think I appreciate the most is that uh, you talked about this earlier is the inclusion. Uh, you know, you have, you guys have Hunter do everything with you. And I think that's uh, yeah. an awesome example. Um, so that, uh, you know, a hunter has the opportunity, as you put it, to be the quote unquote normal child, uh, as, yeah. as normal as, as his circumstances will allow. And I think that's fantastic. Um, so, you know, kudos to you guys for, for giving him those opportunities uh, to do you. so. Yes. One of the, when he was born, that was one of the things that one of the, doc, one of the many doctors that we worked with when he was born was one of them said, treat him like you would treat any child. The more you do with him and the more you act like he is a normal, healthy child, the better he will be. And that has always been in the front of my husband's and my mind. And that is what we truly try to do. Is yeah, it shows. Yep. So. It shows. Well, that's good. So what are, what are uh, some goals that you have set forth for not just your family uh, in, in handling in, uh, the situation, but um, you said there were some goals that the teacher was working with with Hunter. So what are some of those goals that you guys set to try and help him move, you know, move forward with things? Um, one of the biggest goals that we have is um, for him to be able to communicate uh, on his own and be able to fully understand uh, what he wants. And the other one is for him to independently walk and walk across the stage when he graduates high school, which I mean, that's seven years away. So, okay. but um, that is one of the biggest goals, especially that his one-on-one -on -one aid she has. She's like, I want to see him walk across that graduation stage independently on That'd his be own awesome. and get that diploma. Yes. Yeah, that would so, be awesome. Um, okay. So you said there was the app that that's used uh, to help yep. him communicate now. Uh, for so for those of us who don't know what it is, and some of our listeners who may need an app like that, what is it called, and where can they Core, find it? It's it's Core Plus is the name of it. Um, it's only for Apple products, which was really hard for me because my husband and I are not Apple people. Um, <laughs> So I had to go and purchase um, an iPad because um, this, it was an app that therapy started using, the speech therapist started using um, with him and it was just showing great progress. Um, so it's called Core Plus, I'm sorry, Snap Core Plus. Snap Core Plus, okay. Snap Core Plus. Um, and you can go in and you can change it so it's very customized to you and your needs um, with the different um, 
words and pictures. You can upload your own pictures to it. It does come with some standard, um, just different app, like communication phrases and words and stuff, but sure. it, um, it's great. I mean, and it has multiple pages. And so teaching him how to move from page to page within it on what he needs um, has been really good also. You can type sentences and it will read sentences for you. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a very good app. Um, we found it about two years ago. Um, and so for him to be able to really use it and he's been, and since using it, like I said, he's been wanting to use his own words more, which has ultimately been the, the main goal. I want to say that's probably the goal of the app is to, yeah. you know, not only create communication, but then hopefully encourage them to use their own form of communication right. separate from the app. So that's cool. All right. So that's available on Apple only then. Yes, I know. That was my, <laughs> but. You had to cross enemy lines, huh? I did. I did. But it was okay. It's okay. You know, like I said, if it's, if it's, if it's going to help him and it's going to get what we need out, you know, whatever, whatever he needs is what, you know, we'll make sure he has. Well, that's a parent's job. We give him whatever it they is. Need, right. Yep. yep. So, no, that's good. Well, I'm glad to hear that there's something along those lines that can help him uh, navigate through those and, and help him. So, um, is there anything else that you want to share about this that, that you think is important for people to know? Um, I guess just. Um, or or a, a misconception maybe that some have or, or feeling that some have or that you want to, you know, kind of help people understand. That um, maybe a misconception is that he and Hunter and not all special needs kids are, you know, not all there. I guess some people want to think and say sometimes um, because he is, he is oh, completely discrediting him for. Yes. Um, you know, up there in his little mind, he is completely um, aware of exactly what is going on. And, um, you know, and you can tell that sometimes feelings that his feelings do get hurt because people might not think that he necessarily knows exactly what's going on. Sure. Um, and so don't always just take what you see on the outside as to what's exactly going on on the inside. Sure. So yeah, he's been sold short just because they've assumed. Right. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But, but not everybody. I mean, there are, sure. you know, but okay. You can see it happening from time to time. I'm sure. So, okay. Um, so another question I like to ask my guests and I, I ask everybody this. Um, and so not to take your situation and, and move it down to, to one sentence or phrase, but if you look back over the entirety of, of your, your guy's situation with Hunter and everything he's dealt with and, and that you guys have had to learn over time, what is the biggest or your shining star, your biggest thing that you've learned from all of this? Um, that everything is a miracle. And to, uh, 
just take every day, uh, day by day and shine and put light on the little things, the little accomplishments that happen because those are huge in the long run. Okay. That's good. All right. So yeah, so you guys, he's 12 years old and you guys, you guys have been, been rocking this for 12 years. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, I don't want to ever say that, you know, people who are, are, are doing as well as you guys are with, with the situation. Some people say, you know, we've been, we've been dealing with a struggle for 12 years. And I think for some folks, it, it truly is a struggle. And I'm not saying that it's yeah. not a struggle for you guys, but you guys, um, whether, uh, uh, it's a struggle for you guys or not. It's really hard to tell because you guys seem to be handling it so well from, from the outside looking in. Um, So, um, but I, I I think a lot of it's, it's mindset. And I think you guys have a very positive and forward thinking mindset with this. Um, And it is, it is your mind. It is completely your mindset. So, and that's what my husband and I um, truly feel. And so that's what we try. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do have my days. Oh, sure. And I have my days where I want to sit in my room and I just want to cry. And, but I'm like, nope, I can't do that. Oh, well. And so. Okay. Well, I, I, I thank you for coming on and talking with us today. Um, you know, we're, we're, always, we're always excited to be able to talk to people who are not only dealing with the situation, but, but they're successfully dealing with the situation. Um, and in, and in my eyes, and from what I see, uh, I think you guys are successfully dealing with the situation. You got a, you got a happy young man there who seems to, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's obvious that uh, he's clearly loved and well taken care of. And, and uh, so it, any parting advice for, for our listeners? Um, I don't know. I'm not just every day just take it um as a gift because and look for the little things that happen okay oh little things can be big things they are little things can be big things yeah that's uh that was a piece of advice i was given a long time ago always look for the little things because little things can be big things exactly okay well christy thank you so much for being here today we really appreciate it and i think that will We'll conclude us for today. Uh, thank right. you for, for being part of Focused on Forward. Yes, thank you. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused on Forward. To be a guest of Focused on Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at Podcast FOF, through our Facebook page named Focused on Forward, or through email, focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe, be kind, and be loving to one another as you stay focused on Forward.